following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers And Lights, Camera, Podcast. What's going on, everybody? I'm the Wizard of Jaws, and uh, the Statman is currently trapped in paradise, so I called in a ringer. Uh, last week, I flew solo. This week, I didn't want to do that, so I called in a ringer. I called in a, uh, a guest host, Rotten Jack of Common Debauchery. What's up, big buddy? I'm definitely on the wrong podcast. Yeah. What, what am I doing here? <laughs> this this isn't the podcast I was looking for. No, I, See, came that, here, and, I came here for Common Debauchery, and I got roped into this. Got roped into being a producer. Uh, so listen, that's what we do here, just to fill you in. We talk about a movie. We quote other movies. We get off track about the movie we're supposed to be talking about. So we're Basically here. Common Debauchery, except we're just talking about a movie. Yeah, it's Common Debauchery about movies. It's the producers. Okay. Figure it out. Perfect. All right. So we decided to do a movie that came out in 2016 uh, that kind of fits Rotten Jack's... Uh, My entire M.O., man. His tastes, his 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 genre, his his essence almost. I mean, he's Rotten Jack. So why wouldn't we talk about horror? We're doing right. 31 by Rob Zombie. Yeah. This is off the probably, beaten... Probably my favorite Rob Zombie film. This is off the beaten path for this podcast. Uh, we will do our best to try to keep it as clean as possible. Uh, it's a Rob Zombie movie, so there are some F-bombs. I am going to do my best editing work of bleeping them out when we say them. I, I was explicitly warned no F-bombs on this one, uh, uh, so I will do my utmost to keep them to a minimum or non-existent. If a podcast was rated TVMA, this would be TVMA. We're not on video, we're not on TV, so we're not TVMA, but uh, how about podcast MA? Podcast mature. Yeah. Because uh, it's Rob Zombie. So, yeah. listen, so this movie came out. Uh, it is a five it's five carnival workers are kidnapped and held hostage in an abandoned hellish compound where they are forced to participate in a violent game. The goal of which is to survive 12 hours against a gang of sadistic clowns. Yeah, it's such a good like movie. It's It's a good concept, too. Like they just kidnap these people as they're trying to like get to their next carnival job yeah. and knock them all out and they wake up and uh like Malcolm McDowell uh is the ringleader of like this aristocratic group of people that are running the game. Uh they're like they're taking bets and making bets and they have like odds on who's going to uh who's who's gonna die first and, and who's who's gonna who's get gonna the first survive kill the longest. And... Yeah, which which one of the uh they call them the heads. Yes. Um so uh Malcolm McDonald or McDowell, sorry, plays Father Murder. Richard Brake plays Doomhead. Yep. Uh then there's Sister Serpent, Sister Dragon, Sickhead, Schizohead, Psychohead, Deathhead. And sex head. Yeah. Uh, so fun fact on that one. Elizabeth Daly, a.k.a. E.G. Daly, uh, voiced Tommy Pickles back in the day for those yeah. for those Rugrats fans out there. 
Uh, and I appreciate Rotten Jack coming with his own fun fact about this movie because he he told me that before we even started. So I have to give. Uh, yeah, she plays sex ed. Yeah, like it's hilarious. Like hearing the voice of Tommy Pickles and like seeing her wielding like an axe in lingerie, right. like trying to chop someone's head off. Like it, it's honestly like it's disconcerting but hilarious at the same time. So. Uh, the storyline is the day before Halloween, the five carnivals employees are kidnapped and held hostage at an isolated compound known as Murder World. Uh, on Halloween, they're thrown into a sadistic game called 31, where they must survive 12 hours against the gang of maniacs dressed like clowns. Uh, fun fact on this one. Zombie said the reason he set the movie on Halloween is because he read a statistic, probably a very factual statistic, that stated more people go missing on Halloween in the U.S. than on any other day of the year and thought it would make an interesting premise for a film. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Rob I Zombie as, as like as a director and me like, too. He because he he adds those little nuances. Yeah, like things that you like. Oh, okay, so it's set on Halloween, but like here's why. Well, because statistically speaking, that's when it's most likely to happen. Yeah. Oh, and not only is it most likely to happen, but now I'm adding in a murder world. Yeah, great. Um, I mean, it's just it's a Rob Zombie movie, man. Like you can't go wrong with it. Like. Yeah, things that this just all of his movies. Like, if you just like not to get off topic too bad, but like you run down his list: uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects trilogy is one of my favorite things. Have you seen Three from Hell? I have not, but I want to. Okay, like it, it's so I, um, I've I've heard it, it. It's not the no, it's not great, but for being a Rob Zombie film, it's still good. Um, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. We'll put it that way. Right. Um, I I. I from what I heard, it was the trilogy like sequel that it needed to that like not that it not that it was wanted, but it was done because of how badly it was wanted. Yeah, and so it didn't really do the justice. Yeah. But you know, I mean, the like uh, who was the who was the clown in that one? Um, like the main guy, Sid Haig. Yeah, who I mean, he was Captain Spaulding. Captain, he was he was sick at the time, so it was tough. And yeah, he. But they he, wanted to do it before because they they kind of got him. He, he ended up dying, but I think he he passed away before the movie actually came out. Right, um, and he, he only had a very very small part because he was very very sick. Uh, but when they, they wanted were filming it, but, but they wanted to do it before, before he, he was pa- gone. He passed because yeah. they did want to do it, and it got to a point where they couldn't wait any longer. Type deal. So, yeah. um. In any Rob Zombie movie, one of my favorite parts is honestly the soundtrack. So, he always puts, like, I mean, with him being, like, not only, like, an amazing director, but from him in the music world with his band White Zombie, uh, he has so many connections that, like, he can just pull up his phone and be like, oh, uh, yeah, I want to use this Misfits song. Hang on real quick. Ring. Hey, Jerry, it's Rob. Can I use Saturday Night or Scream in my new movie? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Cool. Done. Right. Like this man, like his soundtracks are impeccable. So in all of his movies, like he he gets the uh, he he gets the ability to use that smell from Leonard Skinner. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, we buried her beneath the willows by Kitty Wells. Uh, walking on the floor, walking the floor over you by Ernest Tubb. I mean. He, <laughs> he, piano concerto number five in E flat major, uh, by Ludwig van Beethoven, performed yeah. by Adele Barrett, yeah. like Dream On by T- Steven Tyler, 
Um, I, you know, walk away by the James gang. I mean, just so many. Yeah. I mean, and, and in some of them, he uses his own music, which is awesome to be able to like put your own songs in your movie. I mean, Great. if you had a massive rock band, wouldn't you slip a couple of your songs in your I, movies? I don't have a massive rock band, and I want to slip his soundtrack over this episode. Yeah, right. Uh, we would totally get in trouble for that. Yeah, we would. We would get DMCA strikes so far, sure so fast. Would. Uh, so this this movie uh, didn't get a ton of reviews, but it. I mean, it's a Rob Zombie movie, right? Rob Zombie is historically, when he does get reviews, the the reviews are terrible because the reviews board are they they hate horror movies like the the uh, the MPAA and everything. Uh, whenever you watch documentaries of uh, horror movies, like the making of them, all they say is like the MPAA butchered and killed their entire movie, right? Uh, because they just they uh, us as horror fans, we want as much blood and guts and gore as possible and, and, and that, the mpaa and that is, uh that's why like when a new horror movies released like they release it for the theaters and then we hope to god they release a director's cut after, right or like or, an unrated, or the unrated version the, an like, unrated director's cut to yeah. see the movie the way it was actually supposed to be so uh interestingly enough and we don't do a whole lot of like box office talk on here uh its budget was 1.5 million and its gross in U.S. and Canada was seven seven seventy seven hundred seventy nine thousand eight hundred twenty dollars. Gross worldwide was eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. So I, I don't know if one includes the other, or like if the worldwide includes the U.S. and Canada, or if it's separate. Yeah, if it, if it's separate, it made money. So, yeah. um, I mean, historically, Rob Zombie films don't. No, they don't he, do he well in the box office. They're more cult classic. They absolutely are. Uh, it was nominated to for eight awards. It won two of them. Oh, what did it win? Uh, so it was nominated for best actor, best supporting actress, best supporting actor, and best soundtrack and score in the Blood Guts UK Horror Awards. Uh, it won best supporting actor by Richard Blake Break. in Break. Sorry, I can't read uh, in the Sinuphoria Awards. It was nominated for Best Supporting Actor and Worst Film in the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Uh, and the Fright Meter Awards, Break won Best Supporting Actor and then Best Makeup and Best Score. Uh, it was a nominee. Yeah. So. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Rob Zombie uses the, like, the, in, the exact same cast of characters. In everything. In everything. Like... Uh, for those of you playing at home, uh, if you don't know who Richard Brake is, uh, you know who Richard Brake is. Um, the most recent thing outside of Rob Zombie that I can tell you that he was in, uh, if you watched uh, the last season of The Mandalorian, he was the Imperial officer that uh, Bill Burr's character shot. There you go. Um, that's Richard Brake. Uh, I mean, he's done... So, he voices... A wounded miner, not uh, like M-I-N-E-R, not yeah. the other one, um, in an upcoming video game. Uh, he is going to be playing J.T. Augustus in the Moonshine Gang of Cheyenne. But as far as stuff he's done, um, the Virtuoso, he is Handsome Johnny. Exterminate All the Brutes. Uh, then, then, let's see. The, again, The Mandalorian. Tremors. Uh, let's see here. 
Three from Hell. So every probably every movie that Rob uh, Zombie's done. Pretty much all of Rob Zombie's movies, uh, starting with um, Halloween Two, I think was right. the first one that uh, he collaborated with. But he's just he's become such a mainstay. Uh, like I said, like he's he's done a lot of um, like TV show appearances. Mm-hmm. He, he's a very well versed actor. Um, he's just uh, he's so, very stu- he's very typecast in the. How about uh, how about this? We're gonna we're gonna put this one to bed. Okay. He played the Night King in Game of Thrones. Uh, the original, the original, yeah, the original. King. Yeah. So you know who he is. Yeah, he was the first guy to put on the Night King makeup. In right. Game of Thrones. Uh, as far as that goes, though, like his normal cast of characters, his wife Sherry Moon, uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Um, Richard Brake, Malcolm McDowell is always uh, a big one. Um, those are pretty much his his top his Rob Zombie's top four that are always in his movies. Um, as of recently, um, is this the guy? Uh, I think that's him. Um. Who are you talking about? The, um, I think it's Schizohead. Okay. No, Deathhead. Gotcha. Um, no, not Deathhead. It's got to be Schizohead. Um, he, Schizohead is probably my favorite character from 31, uh, just because it is absolutely hilarious. He is a Hispanic little person uh that's it, it, it's just it's so outrageous that it's hilarious he's a hispanic little person that is basically a nazi and idolizes hitler in this movie like the the whole, the whole concept and the way that they pull it off it's hilarious okay um he's also kind of become a uh, a mainstay in a lot of his more recent movies right so there's some pretty fun um, quotes for this, yeah. And like I'm gonna, I am gonna go back and edit this before I post it to to bleep out because I'm not going to bleep myself. I will bleep the audio after it's recorded. Sure. Uh, but I mean, just to start it off, father, father murder. I bid you welcome, oh nameless and numbered ones. Tonight we're gonna play thirty one. What is thirty one? Pray tell. Well, thirty one is war, and as the old saying goes, war is hell. In exactly 120 seconds, we shall begin, and you have to do all. You have to do is survive 12 hours inside the walls of our own private little hell. Uh, excuse me for asking, Father, but what exactly is protocol if we have a survivor? Doomhead has never failed us; he will deliver as expected. I mean, no disrespect, but that wasn't the question, right? <laughs> like, I mean, technically, like Doomhead wasn't even in the lineup of like the heads that they were fighting that night in right. the movie. Uh like it 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 seems like there's a whole like network of different like psychopaths that they use every year. And uh Doomhead wasn't supposed to be used that year cuz he he uh participated in like the last year or something like that. Right. Uh and like that opening monologue that he does with in the black and white filter and everything like that. It's like a five or ten minute monologue that he does, like as he's like torturing someone and killing someone. It is, it is so good, and it's probably one of my favorite quotes of uh, of the movie. Uh, the quote is, "You're gonna 
bleep this. Yeah. After, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not here to make you happy. I'm not here to brighten your dismal day. And I am certainly not here to an elicit an amused response. I'm here to end your miserable life. Yeah. So, um, uh, one of the ones we talked about before recorded smoke in times of rest is a great companion to the solitary soldier. You know, you know who said that? Do you know who said that? Do I, do you really think I give a, it was everyone's favorite revolutionary Marxist. Che Guevara, except I think he smoked a pipe. I always thought it'd appear rather pretentious with a pipe. <laughs> like, right. Like, honest to God, like, that sounds like something I would say. Right. Like, that sounds like me being a smartass to someone. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's just something about the way, uh, just Richard Bacon, Richard Brake in general, the way he delivers his lines in that movie. Um, it's very eerie, um, uh, but like, it's so good. Yeah. It is so good. You know what they say, Kimosabi? In hell, everyone loves popcorn. Yeah. Like, he's he's in the middle of, like, torturing. I think that's, like, right before he puts an axe through this guy's chest yeah. that he says that. Um, like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what, what I do, unfortunately for you, I do real well. <laughs> yeah. You know... Uh, like, I'm, bitch, I'm going to get me some spinach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Pop. See you later, Popeye. I'm going to get me some spinach. Sorry. That was the whole quote. Uh, you know, uh, another Richard Brake quote as Doomhead. Uh, <laughs> bitch, when you run a perfect game day after day, it ain't luck, hon. It's skill. Like, Doomhead is undefeated. Whenever they call upon him to come in to play 31. Right. Uh, he like cleans house. He cleans house and he basically cleaned house because the, basically the, the group of survivors killed every other head that they had. Right. And they had like, I think like four hours left or something like that. So now yeah. they're like, what the hell? Like the like now what? father, father murder is like, what the hell do we do now? So they called Doomhead, and originally he's pissed because he's not supposed to work that year. Uh, right and like it in the in the movie he's like banging someone yeah yeah like, like he's, he's in the, he's in the process of, of just like pounding out someone yeah and they call him and they're like you need to come in he's like i'm not supposed to work this year blah, 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 blah. and then they basically tell him like listen this group has killed like i think it's five heads yeah uh they've killed five of them like they're about to win yeah so they call him in and he comes in and he cleans house uh i mean the ending was kind of cheap i kind of hated it because uh sherry moon's character ends up technically winning the game and they let her escape and doomhead is so pissed off at the end that he like drives at her in a van and like jumps out of the van and like tackles her and right it's basically uh implied that he kills her outside of the game which is not supposed to happen right um so it's kind of a cheap ending but like honestly the way that doomhead was the entire uh the entirety of the movie when he was there 
he was the guy who he never lost. He will not accept loss. Right. And he doesn't care if the game is over. Like, you made a mockery of him by surviving. He's gonna get his <laughs> he's gonna get his last words in. You're gonna get got. Yeah. Uh so <laughs> I I laughed while while you were saying this because I, I read another quote that was really good. Uh and it's Doomhead holds up an axe and goes I should apologize in advance for not sharpening this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he kills someone with it. Yeah. Like, oh boy. I mean, what a, just... what a great choice of a movie for Rotten Jack and yeah. his first venture into the world of the producers. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a niche movie. Uh, um, just Rob Zombie movies in general are niche movies. He, he um, called it his most brutal film to date. It, Definitely, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um, there was definitely, like, I mean, he's known for his gratuitous gore and blood. Um, but this one, 31, like, topped everything. So, a uh, little, another little fun fact here. Uh, it says, to clear a path for his new 31 franchise, Zombie told fans he was unable to make another movie with the characters from House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, because Lionsgate owns them. A Lionsgate executive denied Zombie's claim, saying he could do whatever he wants with the characters because Zombie still owned the rights to them. Uh, this was Zombie's first crowdfunded film. <laughs> Sherry Moon Zombie was in the middle of quitting smoking during the film, which she said added to the misery of her character which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm pretty sure anybody who's ever quit smoking will tell you it's not a fun experience. No. Uh, some of the fans who helped fund the movie had roles as murder world goons, which is kind of cool. Cause like a lot of times, so I know uh, there's a new power Rangers esque movie coming out. Okay. That was crowdfunded for Jason David Frank. And if you like, depending upon the level of contribution you made, you got like gifts for it. Right. Um, and it was up to and including like a an, cameo appearance in the movie or something like that. No, that like some of the, they do offer cameos as part of it. But like that one specifically was like a signed Legend of the White Dragon helmet that you could actually like wear um, like a like a like tick, like free tickets to the premiere. Yeah. Uh, like, and, like this was like the highest end one was like because like in, it, it goes in stages like, oh, a free movie poster. Oh, a free movie poster and this and this and this for every level and right. then the highest level, which was like I think came close to like an eighth of the funding needed mm-hmm. was like all of those things and like a small speaking part in the movie. Like, no, he, they didn't do any parts in the movie. For oh, it. really? No, they didn't. Uh, but apparently zombie did. But uh that one was like a, a meet and greet with Jason David Frank and the cast of the film Yeah, at the premiere. Like you got to basically sit next to Jason David Frank for the premiere and like, I mean, who's got that kind of money laying around? But uh, the movie was shot in 20 days. This one. Um, yeah, usually Rob Zombie's movies are shot very quickly. Yeah. Because uh, there's really not a lot to them. There, There's really not. Uh, they usually only take place in like one location, for the most part. Um, but the just the way he does things, the the cinematic, uh, like the filters and the coloring that he uses, and um, the the way he uses the camera to tell the story, um, 
I, I honestly don't think there's anyone better in the horror game right now than Rob Zombie. No, there's really not. Uh, the closest that anyone has come recently is uh, a guy named Adam Green. Uh, he made the Hatchet movies. Um, okay. Those are really, really good movies. I loved I loved those. Um, he brought in Kane Hodder, who is famous for playing Jason Voorhees. Um, he brought him in to play the, uh, the, the character of Victor Crowley in those. Uh, he got a lot of big-name horror people uh, to to come in for, for those movies. Uh, like Tony Todd was in them. Right. Uh, Candyman. Uh, Danielle Harris was in them, uh, known best for uh, Halloween. She was uh, the young Jamie Lloyd. Uh, and then she played uh, in Rob Zombie's Halloween. She was like Annie in Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. Uh, she's like an iconic horror scream queen. Um, yeah. Probably, probably between Rob Zombie's probably the best horror director in the last 20 years. And Adam Green is probably, probably in second in, in, in the slasher genre, I'll say, I mean, the guys who did like the saw movies, right? Like they're a whole different category of horror. Yeah. Um, Like, that this is meant to be a thriller and a horror film. Those are meant to be like gory yeah. crime dramas almost. Yeah. Like disguised as horror films. Yeah. Um so you talked about the 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 end of the movie where uh she gets out and it happens outside. The original that was originally supposed to happen inside Murder World, but was changed to take place outdoors after Rob Zombie found that bridge while scouting locations in pre production. Um with the exception of Doomhead, each killer is subsequently killed with their own weapon. Yeah. The total body count in the movie is 17. Um, after the meal, you'll see two movie two goons wearing masks made of skin. They're supposed to resemble Otis and Captain Spaulding from House of a Thousand Corpses. Yep. Because he, 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 he loves he loves putting, putting Easter eggs. Easter eggs and references to his other movies in his movies. And, like, uh, you can see a scene from his favorite horror film, Nosafatru. I think it's Nosferatu. There. there you go. Um, it playing in the background of one of the scenes. Yep. Um, the feeding of steak and kidney pie to the characters is just as likely a reference to a, the similar scene in Shakespeare's Titus Andronicus. Um, the scene where the, where, where the remaining survivors are eating a meal given to them by their tormentors. The tablecloth is removed to reveal a partially disemboweled Levon, who was killed earlier in the film. This could be a reference to the Rocky Horror Picture Show when Dr. Frankenfurter removed the tablecloth during the birthday dinner to reveal an also partially disemboweled Eddie who was killed by Dr. Frankenfurter in the previous scene. Yep. Um, it actually shares a lot of plot similarities with the 1932 film The Most Dangerous Game. And despite being mentioned several times as the name of the game, the significance of the number 31 is never made clear. No, I never understood why they call it 31 unless it's just because they have it on Halloween, which is the October 31st. That's so really about the only reference that, that, that is, I could think of as to why it's called 31. That is one of the, uh, the most pre- prevalent theory, although another one is that this is meant to be or was meant to be a new franchise like the devil's rejects sure. franchise was where it was in its own standalone world and it, it did definitely leave it open for a potential sequel yeah it definitely so, did i honestly i would love to see him make a sequel to 31 um with richard brake is re- reappearing as doomhead and seeing other uh heads um come in just to see 
I mean, he probably couldn't do too many because the prince, the the premise of the movie is so simple that like making subsequent movies would literally just be like the same old thing over and over and over again. Right. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I don't care if it's the same old thing over and over and over again. I want to see it. So uh, I just looked it up while you were talking there. The the next the next project that zombie is coming out with um where the hell did it go are you talking about the one that's like physically coming out or the one that he's the working one, on the right one that, now the one that he he announced recently the monsters the monsters yeah he is redoing the monsters he is actually i follow him on uh, instagram so he's always posting uh, like behind the scenes shots of like some of the makeup and effects and stuff like that. Right. Um, he's not dicking around. He is literally building the entire like mockingbird lane that the monsters live on and like all the houses next to them. He's literally building them from the ground up somewhere in like Eastern Europe somewhere like Croatia or something like that. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's also teaming up with Dead Sled Coffee. Yeah, I like coffee. Me too. Um, so usually, and I know you're new to this, so we're uh, we're at our we're at our brink here. Uh, so what we do is we give a rating for the movie in question. Okay. And what it is is you get five little clicky clacky boards. Okay. I get five little clicky clacky boards. You can break them in half. You can break them in thirds. You can break them in fourths. However you want. You give a rating, I give a rating, and then our total rating is the producers give this movie X out of 10. Okay. How many little clicky-clicky boards you give this? I mean, it's like it's my favorite Rob Zombie movie. Right. Uh, but is, is this a five out of five movie for you? Uh, we we talk, So we talked earlier. I asked you what your favorite movie was. You said right. Shawshank. Yes. Then you said number two was the movie we almost did, which would have been Freddy versus Jason. Right. Is this... So if, if your five out of five is Shawshank. Right. Where's this fall? Uh, I'd have to give 31 a solid four. So you give it a four. I'm going to go. I'm going to go three and three quarters. Like, so 3.75. Sure. Um, you know, obviously I, the horror genre is. This is one of the best out there. I don't think you'd ever see me rate another horror film higher. I don't think it hits a four for me, uh, but it comes damn close. Yeah. So that gives it a three, a three point seven five out of ten. Yeah, I'm sorry, a seven point seven five out of ten. Yeah, because if I'd have went four, it would have been eight. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Seven point seven five out of ten. So I mean, and that's a solid rating for a horror film. I don't think you'd ever find one that I would rate higher. Uh, I can tell you, if we would have done the other one you suggested, it would have been well lower. So. Yeah. Um, but I do appreciate that for what it is. Um, I, w- I would love to bring you back in and do other movies when Austin is not around or yeah, uh, predisposed. So that'll, uh, that'll wrap it up here for this episode of the Producers. Thanks for tuning in. Producers is part of the BACBP radio network, www.bacbp-radio.com slash Producers. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, like, follow, share, subscribe on there. You can get the shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcast moviness going on. And um, 
Rotten Jack, thank you for joining me, my friend. Yeah, this was fun. This I was love a talking good time. movies. Uh, everyone does, and that's why we kind of decided to go with this. So uh, I'm sure we will see you again in the future as schedules dictate here. So uh, this has been a lot of fun. And as always, I'm the Wizard of Jaws. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this has been another. Coming to bo- oh, sh- ah, Caught. Oh, you didn't know? Yo ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world! The Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the host of Common Debauchery! And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you.